Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That night, um, my husband came home very drunk with myself in where he had found some text messages between me and another man. And he stabbed me. Oh, my God. I remember him telling me that the only way that I was going to leave that night was in a body bag. What you just listened to is part of the story of Letitia Black, who is my guest on the podcast today. At just the age of 17, she had fallen out with her mother, who ended up filing a restraining order on her. With no place to go, she called the only person she knew at the time. And at the age of 19, the two became husband and wife. Unfortunately, he ended up being this abusive man you just had her talk about. This story and more are coming up on the Spotlight on Kima Podcast. It's your boy from Uganda, East Africa. Broadcasting from the heart of Springfield, Missouri on Kima Podcast. Motivational, inspirational and entertaining. Well, hello and welcome to Kima Podcast. It's episode number seven. I am your host, Kima Dennis. And uh, as you know, on the podcast, I put together content that I trust will inspire you and uh, cause you to live a life of purpose and achieving your fullest potential. On this episode, we talk about overcoming abuse and having a success mindset. Did you know that one in four women have been victims of severe physical violence, including beating, burning, and strangling by an intimate partner. Also that on a typical day in the United States, there are more than 20,000 phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines. And then lastly, women between the ages of 18 to 24 are most commonly abused by an intimate partner. Well, those statistics are really saddening. Uh, Studies suggest that there is a relationship between intimate partner violence and depression as well as suicidal thoughts and behavior. The story of my guest today is a story of triumph and how to get over the pain and trauma caused by physical and emotional abuse. If you have been through something similar, my heart really does go out to you. And if you're struggling to overcome the effects of 
this kind of trauma. I trust that the story of Letitia Black will inspire you toward becoming the best, the best version of you. Something about Letitia, uh, Letitia Black is the founder of Black Rose Coaching. Through her coaching, she helps women gain the clarity and confidence needed to build their dream business with a success mind- mindset. So in just a moment, uh, my conversation with Letitia. Coming up is the Spotlight on Kima podcast. Mega loads of fun and inspiration in your ears. So yeah, I've heard from uh, one of the, your videos, you say that uh, apart from that threat of him stabbing you, he had tried to burn you and do all kinds of physical harm to you. Yes, I, I was tortured. I had a lot of abuse that I hid. Um, he drank a lot. And I think I was the punching bag in his drunken moments. Leticia, tell me, because uh, I've heard and maybe I even know some people that are close to me, women that have been in situations like that. And it's obviously brutal but what goes on in the mind of a of a lady or a woman who's in that situation where i mean if he's threatened if he's tortured you and he has threatened all kinds of things what goes on in the mind of somebody like that that keeps them in that situation even then physical abuse never comes without psychological and emotional abuse so the physical abuse was really a representation of how I felt about myself after years of being degraded in that relationship. You know, he used to tell me, um, your mom doesn't love you. Your daddy doesn't love you. I'm the only person that loves you. And you begin to believe that after hearing that, after having evidence of that, you know, um, I spent a lot of my late teens, early twenties, alone oh um, i see without support mm-hmm. and he utilized that to keep me in my Down. place so for me um you begin to believe the narratives that come with the abuse like you deserve this you know it's your fault you know maybe if you'd have kept your mouth shut um, you know, so you question your actions and abuse is a cycle. You know, there is a honeymoon period where they make you feel like you are the top of the world. And then they start, you know, they, they quickly remind you of your place so that when the physical abuse happens, you are already you in are a very low emotional and psychological place. Oh, wow. So as somebody who has been through it and has overcome it, uh, would you then, could you please speak to somebody who is going through that right now, who possibly is going through that right now? What do they have? What kind of, since we're talking about mindsets, what kind of mindset do they need to have? Or how do they even change their mindset in the first place? Self-awareness is key. Um, That is the most important part of shifting your mindset. Oftentimes we are not aware of how our belief system 
impacts our lives. We operate from a belief system and that belief system drives our thoughts, our feelings, and our, our emotions. Our actions are a direct result of the emotions that we carry. So if we are operating from a belief system that keeps us in a negative um, frame of mind that keeps us operating from those negative emotions, toxic emotions like shame and guilt and frustration, our actions will be aligned with that, which allows us to stay in these toxic situations. So it's important to start challenging the narratives that we carry. It's important to start challenging the beliefs. One of the beliefs that I held when I was going through that was that I deserved it. And being able to challenge that. No, people do not deserve being abused. And I knew that my logical mind knew that. Right. right. But it was spending time challenging that, seeing how my belief that I deserved this was literally isolating me from the people that truly loved me. It was keeping me in a state of panic all the time because I could not move beyond this narrative. So, as I said, self-awareness is very key. It gives us an opportunity to change our perspective and then take our action from that change perspective. But if someone is going through that, you don't often see the error in your ways. Right, right. right. When we are a victim, when we believe that we are a victim, we often believe that life is just happening to us. Like we have no control over that. And I think the most important part for anyone, whether it's abuse or any other toxic situation, you have complete control over your life. It sounds so cliche. And I remember someone saying that to me when I was going through it and it actually angered me. Like, how can you tell me I have control? Like I am not controlling this abuse. Right. Right. But in a sense, I was I was choosing to stay in that situation. And that is what is very important. Having that self-awareness, anything that we go through for the state sustained amount of time is a choice. So having I guess having the awareness that this is happening and choosing to let it happen is is is, is the way that really initial essentially you're controlling it is that what you're saying yeah right it's still you know if we do not want to deal with something we will do something about it and oftentimes because of the narratives that we're holding we don't believe that we can do something about it right so that's the difference but i think being resigned to the fact that you have zero control Mm -hmm. keeps you a victim Right, right. When you are in the state of being a victim, you do not have control. But being able to say, you know what? I don't control other people's actions, but I can control my own. I can control the boundaries that I set. I can control what I settle for Mm -hmm. and begin to make changes that can allow you to get out of that toxic situation is important. And that's why it's important to have self-awareness, understand that your actions, your decisions keep you in the circumstances that you are in. And I'm not saying it's easy to walk away because it's absolutely not. I think anyone trying to walk away from an abusive relationship needs outside help. 
because there's a lot of unpacking of belief systems that you need to do. But it still starts with a choice that you deserve more than what you're settling for. You, yeah, let me take you back. I really like what you're saying. Let me take you back to the self-awareness. Um, how does one, because it seems like most people who are in that situation are almost into an addiction of a relationship. They kind of like, they cannot see themselves apart from this relationship, this abusive relationship. So how do you get to the place where you are actually self-aware? Like, you know, you, you get that self-awareness. How How does one get to that? I, that's a difficult question to answer because mm-hmm. I think there are trigger points for everyone. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, what might trigger someone else won't trigger me and however else it goes. But I think it, it becomes, it gets to a place where you are tired, mm-hmm. you know? Sometimes we go through things and we're willing to let it slide. The one thing I do know, no one leaves an abusive relationship until they are really ready and truly ready to do so. All and right. it starts with the reflecting. It starts with focusing on what it is that you want. Because a lot of times we don't even we don't even have awareness of what it is that we want. We give away, we give away all of that and just go with the flow to keep things easy. And for me, it was having an awareness that, wait a minute, this man is actually holding me back. Right. I didn't see it before that. Right. But having that awareness because I started challenging what it is that I wanted for myself. I see. All right. So help us now and give us some pointers of, of, of how do I get to know, okay, it's time for me to consider changing, you know? Um, cause how long were you married to this man? Four years. So they, I'm sure there's a point where, you know, you like, you're saying there was a breaking point of, okay, there was this symptom, this symptom. What are some of those symptoms that you should begin to know? Okay. This is not the place that I should be. Well, in my case, my life was in danger. All right. So if your life is in danger, that's a place. uh Faced with the facts is either I stay in this situation Uh and leave. I mean, leave the situation and live or stay in this situation and die. Because the one thing I do know, abuse escalates. So there's never, you never kind of backtrack from what it was. You know what I mean? Right. But what it took for me also, because I could have left and went back. Mm -hmm. I got really committed to me. Okay. I spent years aligning my identity with my interpersonal relationships. Okay. I described myself as someone's daughter or someone's girlfriend and wife. And in the process of getting to know who I am and what I wanted, I realized that I was living according to someone else's expectation. I wasn't happy. Mm. Did I know what happiness looked like at that time? Absolutely not. But I knew knew at that point that I wanted something different. And, Mm. you know, that saying, if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? Mm. So... I realized in those moments, even though it wasn't linear, my growth and my change, it was a struggle for me without help. Um, But each day for me was about 
getting closer to whatever that happiness looked like for me in that moment. And, and then again, the pr- happiness changes, right? Right. So <laughs> that's why growth isn't linear. But it was it was taking that commitment to focus on me. And that was something that I had never done. The reason why I hadn't done it was I spent most of my life looking for external validation. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that the only validation that actually mattered was what I thought of myself, Mm -hmm. that shifted a lot for me because I didn't have to live that the expectations of others. Right. And so I guess uh, what you're also saying, I like the statement you said, growth is not linear. Uh, it means it means in the process of trying to discover what direction you take, you would make some mistakes. Absolutely. Right. And somebody has, I guess we all have to get to that place where we, we, uh, we allow ourselves to make, our, to, to make mistakes as long as we are committed to getting ourselves better. I, I, mistakes are not our enemy. Right. Right, And somewhere along the line, we have picked up that narrative, right? So again, operating from that belief, if you think that mistakes are what define you, that's what will keep you from taking action because you don't want to be aligned with a mistake. You don't want to be aligned with failure, but success and and fulfillment in life comes through learning from the mistakes and the lessons along the way and 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 being committed to taking those lessons away right, right. so if we look at it from the place that no matter what mistakes we make Every single time that's an opportunity to learn and to grow and to edify ourselves, we will always win. And that's a simple mindset shift that you can focus on, right? There are no mistakes. There is no failure. The only failure you experience is not taking action. (laughs) And everything else outside of that helps you to grow. Like, why would you run away from that? I know. Wow, I like what you're saying, Letitia. I, I know I've been, I've been, I've been listening to your story and and just wowed by it. I know that when you went out of that, I I heard I I heard you tell the story of uh, you went out of that, going to another relationship or a series of relationships that uh, talking about mistakes making you making you better, <laughs> uh, you know, and other relationships that landed you still in jail. Yeah. And uh, I want to get to, all right, so take us through the journey of that person who has who has learned from these mistakes to the person that you are now, who is who is now equipping people to become better. Take us through that journey. As you mentioned, I landed up in jail as a result of another toxic relationship. And while I was there, my mom made a very shocking but needed comment to me she said to me why do you love everyone else more than you love yourself that was like a mike tyson body blue like there's no running away from that but you then have to go sit back in a cell for a minute right so (laughs) that actually inspired me to take ownership Everything that has happened in my life happened as a result of the decisions that I made. I could have gone left, but I chose to go right. And because I went right, these events occurred. And 
during my journey, I met a coach and at the time I wasn't ready to work with her, but I worked with her after being released from jail and I had been stuck in survival mode. I was a survivor. I had celebrated that. That was my final destination. I had thought Mm -hmm. and being in survival mode, as you know, like you're either in fight or flight, there is no relax. There's no, you know, flow. You're always fighting the current when you're in survival mode. And I didn't realize that I was fighting me. You know, I, I hadn't accepted who I was. I hadn't accepted my flaws and my mistakes. I hadn't accepted that although I believed I was a victim, I hadn't accepted how much control I had over my life. And that coaching relationship allowed me to take the experiences that victimized me and created a survivor to heal that process so I can move from surviving to thriving. Mm-hmm. And, and once I got to that place where, you know, it wasn't about focusing on the past, it was about utilizing my experiences, being able to turn my mess into a message, turn my test into a testimony, use my story to inspire others. Because, you know, once I've healed, I'm not realizing, wait a minute, girl, you didn't go through all of that for nothing. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you went through that because before, for a reason. And it brought me back to, you know, those things that I was told in my youth, I'm too loud. I had this loud voice so that I can speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. I'm too opinionated because I can bring those difficult conversations to the table. I'm too smart for my own good so that I can help my clients, right? I turned the things that, again, made people uncomfortable about me when I was seeking external validation and realizing they were actually my strengths. They were actually what was going to allow me to utilize the experiences that I had as stepping stones and give back. We are all here to make an impact, and I truly believe that. But we often get stuck in survival mode. We don't move into that self-actualization by allowing ourselves to heal and start thriving, right? And that's why a lot of us don't make the impact that we were born to make. And sometimes until later on in life, and sometimes maybe not at all, right? But it's about being willing to use those experiences and 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 use it all in a way that can serve ourselves and then ultimately serve others. And I think that is what self-actualization is, being able to turn it all, all of the things that we look for, all of that, the love, the attention, the affection, the comfort, you know, all of that into a way to help others, other people move, move forward. And that's what I've done with my business. You know, I'm really, really passionate about other helping other women get their mind right. As I like to say, like get your mind right. And you can see the success and fulfillment that you desire in your, in your lives. But it all starts with a decision and it all starts with a commitment to yourself mm-hmm. to change the narratives, to right. challenge your beliefs. I would like you to wear your coaching heart nut right now and then coach myself and whoever is listening. Um, Some maybe have had that kind of past 
which I can't begin to imagine. And others are just like, you know, they like me, they deal with issues of procrastinating, self-doubt, and and yet they know there's a tug on their hearts to do more with their lives, to have an impact with their lives. Coach us right now on what, what we should do to get our minds in the right place to be able to be the people that we're supposed to be. Absolutely. So again, I'm going to go back to self-awareness. Self-awareness, right. When we are stuck, when we're procrastinating, when we're operating from fear, when we just cannot find ourselves moving forward, we have to consider this. We either move towards pleasure or Uh we move away from pain. And the reason why self-awareness is so important, it gives us an opportunity to reflect on why aren't we moving forward. If we have this narrative that whatever we're going to do is aligned with something that we truly want to see in our lives, Mm -hmm. there will be nothing that stops us. Right. But if we're really honest, the reason why we aren't moving forward is because we have a narrative that is aligned with something that isn't truly positive, right? Okay, hold your thought right there. Let me let me first digest that. Okay, so I need to get to a place where I am I need to recognize what is holding me back, what is stopping me from moving forward. Um and you're saying it's from a narrative. So basically Oops, I'm losing my, I'm losing my own voice. Can you hear me? Yes. So I need to move from, I need to move from the place where I'm thinking, where I have these things that are holding me back. Oh, I need to get to a place where I'm listing them down and I'm aware of that and figuring out how to overcome them. All right. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. So, if I can give you an analogy, are you familiar with a lighthouse? Uh, uh say that again. What a lighthouse? A lighthouse. No, I'm not familiar with it. Tell me about that. Okay, so a lighthouse is on the coast. Of- right, right, right. I know what a lighthouse is. Okay, okay. Okay, uh-huh. I know my accent is <laughs> really very weirdly, mm-hmm. but hey, <laughs> a lighthouse, right? Yeah, yeah. Self-awareness is like a lighthouse. You are out <laughs> in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. I like you that. Have- I like that. Wow, uh-huh. You have... You cannot see, you have zero visibility. You can't see in front of you, you can't see behind you, right? Yes. And you are rowing, it's stormy, it's a dark, dark night. Mm-hmm. This lighthouse is a beam of light that comes around maybe every 30 seconds or every 60 seconds, and it shines a light in front of you. This gives you an opportunity to see what's to come, right? To mm-hmm. see okay, there are rocks in front of me. There's a shipwreck in front of me. If I don't shift my path to left or right, I am going to crash. Wow. Right? Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. So this is what the self-awareness brings to our lives. Being aware of how our actions are impacting us. We can often be on a crash course for disaster, but being willing to reflect for one brief second and really be honest about what's going on in the dynamics that could either have a shipwrecked or up against a rock. And then once we have that, we have the opportunity to move. We have an opportunity to shift our course, take action. 
so that we don't end up on those rocks or shipwreck, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why self-awareness is so important. It's about asking the right questions. The brain cannot resist a question. Mm -hmm. If I ask you something today, you may not have the answer, but subconsciously you will continue to search for it. And a lot of times the questions that we ask ourselves is what if I fail? What if I, you know, I do this and it doesn't work out. That's the wrong question to ask because what your brain will do is show you all of the evidence, right? If you go down this road, it's going to go wrong. Mm -hmm. If you start asking yourself, what if I can, what if it works? You are giving yourself permission to seek a solution for the problem that you have. So it's all about the narratives. If we're coming from a negative place, we're going to get a negative response. We are biologically wired to stay in our comfort zone. Our subconscious will pop up all of the evidence. Oh, no, girl, do not do that. Mm -hmm. And this is why you shouldn't do that. Right. Right. So it's about being willing. And that's, again, self-awareness. If we know that subconsciously we are wired to stay in our comfort zone, we can then start challenging those narratives that keep us there. Right. 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 We know that biologically our body is trying to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. But that is not where we need to be. We need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because in in that zone is where we grow, is where we develop, where we have an opportunity to expand. Wow. Absolutely like that. Um, tell us now about what you do as uh, with Blake, uh, with, the, with your coaching business. So Black Rose Coaching is twofold. I, I have... Um, programs that work on mindset, like really helping women align with their core values and understand the limiting beliefs from which they are operating. I believe that when we are aligned with our core values, we live a more content life. So I show women how to, first of all, identify the toxic emotions that are keeping us stuck, how to identify the the beliefs that are keeping them stuck and give them tools and, and, and tips on how they can reframe that so that they can start taking action from their core values. But then I also have a program that is um, all about helping women start a service-based business. A lot of times, you know, we hold ourselves back from the narratives that were held in saying that, you know, I wasn't born to be an entrepreneur. I don't have time to do this. You know, I can't be successful. And as I'm sure most people have heard, success in business is 20% strategy and 80% mindset. So I've developed a program that delivers both in a perfect marriage so that they, my clients are able to work through their fears, they're able to work through the hesitations to change, they're able to rewrite their money stories and really step into a success mindset while building a service-based business from idea to a profitable business. And that's one of the things that I really, really am passionate about because I want to see women let go of the sacrifice for success. 
as as mothers and wives and 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 the cornerstones of our community it's either we focus on that or we focus on our career and a lot of times we are sacrificing the relationships that mean the most to us it's things that mean the most to us to build someone else's dreams and that's a narrative that i want to change wow awesome and how does how does one get a hold of you then Yes. Yeah, so either through my website, Black Rose Coaching, Black is spelled B-L-A-Q-U-E, right. or through Instagram, Black Rose Coaching as well. All right. I'll be sure to have those in the show notes. Um, I, I feel like we're winding down here, but then I feel like I want to get back to some of the thoughts that you shared. What are some of those things that shape our belief system And how, how do we then, because maybe some of our, all our belief system is not necessarily bad or uh, how do we pick out then what to keep and what to throw out and how do we shape a great or a healthy belief system? Our belief systems are developed by our experiences and our childhood even. So, you know, we so, develop our belief system primarily by the time we're like 13. And then we make shifts according to that, you know, as we grow and we start, you know, um, seeking independence and, and whatnot. But uh, I always tell my clients to focus on the beliefs that do not serve them. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of the beliefs that I used to hear is that I'm not enough. It used to stop me from applying for jobs. It used to stop me from leaving toxic relationships. I really, truly believe that I was not enough. But understanding how that impacted me, understanding the flow of that thought is something that I teach my clients how to do. Like when you say something like that to you, what does that conjure for you? Again, the self-awareness. So you never get away from the self-awareness, mm -hmm. but understanding what that conjures for you. If it's not bringing you to a positive place it's not something that's serving you and those are the types of beliefs that we want to challenge and again it's it's about really being willing to question everything right know? right like one of the things that I, i i literally say to myself is how is this bringing me joy mm-hmm And if I can't figure out the answer to that, then I'm going to be like, why is it still part Here. of my life? Right. And, 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 you know, as a coach, I still question that, you know, it's, this is an ongoing process. Nobody is more, you know, more versed on challenging themselves and having that self-awareness, but it's about just asking those questions. It's as simple as that. And I'm going to make it sound simple. It's about asking yourself questions and giving yourself the permission to look for the solution. So in a way we do not, we do not have control of, Do we have control of what shapes our belief system? Oh, this is from experiences. And when you're younger, there's a lot of experiences that you cannot control, but they happen to you. I guess then they form some kind of belief system. So I guess it's up to you to then sieve it and filter it out and figure out what is good for me and what's not good for me. Yes, it's about digging deep. I like to say unpacking the narrative, right? Unpacking so, no, the narrative. We don't always have control over the narratives that we hold. I'll give you an example. Um, I had a client once that had a really, really negative narrative with abandonment. 
Mm-hmm. And we dug into it a little deeper. She and understood where that belief system came from. It was a traumatic experience early on in life that created this narrative for her. But being able to look at it from um, an objective point of view, not subjectively, right? An objective point of view right. gave her an opportunity to rewrite that story. It's not a narrative that she needs to carry in any way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't serve her. So holding on to that is only going to keep her stuck. If she believes that everybody that comes into her life will abandon her, she will act in a way that will cause abandonment sometimes, right? Because we start pushing people away. So again, that self-awareness, being aware of how that shows up for them so that they're in a position to take action. Right. So if I was to narrow down our discussion and tell me if I'm right, um, we have we all have number one is we all have things that shape our narrative and it's up to us to change the narrative to change our narrative and we do that through self-awareness right after we've done the self-awareness and the self-assessment and taking stock of of what's going on inside us and packing it we need to take action then in the positive way Anything else you'd like to add to that? No, uh, just, you know, action builds confidence. Action. And a lot of times we do not take action because we don't have confidence. Confidence in itself is our trust in our abilities. And the only way that we can foster that trust is by giving us a chance to prove that we can actually do things. And that, it, that starts with taking action. Well, that's all we had for my conversation with Letitia. I trust that it has touched you or inspired you in some way. And in fact, if it has, I would like to hear about it. So please do give me a shout out, a shout out on social media at Kima Creative on Instagram, Facebook, as well as Twitter. I really do appreciate you rating, commenting, and sharing the podcast wherever you think it will add value to somebody. Until next time, it's been Kima Podcast. Bye-bye.